welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. We share on the topic, the God kind of love. Ephesians 3, 17 to 19. Ephesians 3, 17 to 19. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to commit all the others, say what is the width and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The apostle Paul was praying for the church in Ephesus and also to the church today that Christ will dwell in their hearts by faith, that they will be rooted and grounded in the God kind of love, that they will understand the length and the breadth and the width and the extent of the love of God, and that God will fill them with his fullness. It was a prayer that Paul prayed, because Paul had tasted the love of God. When you comprehend the love of God, it drives out other lusts in your hearts. Why people are not finding Christianity enriching is because the love of God is not entrenched. When the love of God is entrenched in your heart, you want to give it all up to Jesus because it's satisfying. There's no other love that is satisfying. But the love of Jesus is totally satisfying. That is the core, that is the center. When the center is in place, other things fall in place. So the core is the love of Jesus. When you truly love Jesus, when you know that Jesus loves you truly, then that's the starting point, and then you cannot begin to manifest selflessness. You can begin to love other things, but Jesus is the center of it all. It's my prayer Jesus will be at the center of our lives, center of our marriages, center of our careers, of our finances, in the mighty name of Jesus. The love of God is satisfying. Paul said, Lord, let them know your love. Let them know the extent. Let them comprehend it was a prayer he prayed for the church in Ephesus. We are still praying it here today because the love of God is constant. The love of God is unchanging love. The love of man over time changes. When people don't get what they want from you, their love will go south. Over time, in every marriage, somehow there's a romantic time and there's a time that the love will go down a little bit. But what sustains us is the love of God. Love is a choice, it's not I, it's not emotion. The God kind of love is not emotion. The worldly kind of love is emotion. It doesn't matter how high you are, you will come down one day. You can't be high 24-7, 365 days. If you are high 24-7, you will be in trouble. Everybody that is high, they come down over time. There is no permanent high. The only permanent high is Jesus. So maybe you are looking for high. is in Jesus. It's not in the worldly kind of love. It's in this God kind of love. Because this love is unchanging. It doesn't fizzle out. God loves you the way you are. He loves you unconditionally. And he loves you too much to allow you to remain the way you are. He loves you the way you are. But he loves you too much to allow you to remain the way you are. In other words, God demands you to change. But regardless of whether you are changing or not, he loves you. That love is unchanging. It's constant. That's the God kind of love. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. The Bible says, when we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Yes, it's understandable if a good man dies for another righteous man. But it's not normal. It's not natural for a good man to die for sinners. You know, up to tomorrow, some people are still cursing God. You see people, they will throw down the Bible, stamp on the Bible, they will curse God. It doesn't kill them. 
It won't kill them. It's just longing that somehow they will come to know him. They will come to know his love because that's a God kind of love. It's not a tit-for-tat thing. Christianity doesn't preach revenge. Jesus said, overcome evil with good. Say, bless those who persecute you. Say, pray for those who despitefully use you. Because our God is love. His love is unchanging. He loves you the way you are, but he loves you too much to allow you to remain the way you are. And God's love is also generic. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So he loves all his creation. He loves mankind. It's true, his love is generic. His love is also special. There are some people that God specially loves. Yes, God loves everybody. But there are some people, those who know Christ, he specially loves them. John 16, 27. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me. And I believe that I came forth from God. So you have a special place. If you are born again, you have a special place in the heart of God. The Bible says we are chosen. Is this we are royalty? Is it we are God's only possession? Is this we are peculiar people? He said he has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So you are not ordinary. You may feel you have, but you have a special place in the heart of God. You are God's favorite. You are God's choice son. You are God's choice daughter. He has called you to himself. You are sons and daughters of God. 20 years back, when I had my first baby, he's now a grown boy, I mean, I looked at the boy. This is me. Somehow, there was just this bout of love that just flowed out of me because, I mean, I was seeing a part of me. So there was a new law. It was a new wave. And then say when you become grandfather, there's another experience. I'm father now, good experience. But by the time you become grandfather, you actually know. So there's a love of fathers. There's a love of grandfather. So how much more? The almighty God. God loves you. He loves you beyond your imagination. So when somebody is trying to tear you down, remind yourself that God loves you. Nobody will remind you but you. When somebody is trying to tell you, oh, you don't matter, tell yourself you matter because God loves you. You matter too much to God. And that was why Paul was praying for the church that they will understand the love, the extent of the love of God. Is my prayer you understand the extent of the love of God? Is my prayer God will show you how much he loves you in the mighty name of Jesus? His love is unchanging. His love is generic, but there's a special love. Joseph is a type of Jesus in the Bible. Jacob, his father, loved all his children, but he loved Joseph specially. And he made Joseph a coat of many colors. Joseph was special. He also loved Benjamin, the son of his right hand. But Joseph had a special place. And you are God's Josephs. Because you are special. You are special. Jacob loved Joseph much more than the others. And that's a good kind of love. You are a peculiar treasure. He has chosen Jacob for himself. Israel for a special treasure. You give God treasure. And forevermore you give God pleasure. In the mighty name of Jesus. God's love is also compelling. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. God is a relational God. God doesn't want zombies. He doesn't want robots. He doesn't want to just press the button and somebody just goes like a zombie. He wants a relationship. And that's why many times we take him for granted. God loves you. He wants you to love him sincerely. He wants your love for him to be your choice. So God doesn't want zombies. He's a relational God. We love him because he first loved us. So when God shows you his love, he compares you to love him back. When you love somebody genuinely, you do what they want you to do for them. Because you love your wife, you want to please her. You go to the extent to please her. Because you love your wife, you are careful about your relationship with other genders. 
So, in a nutshell, God's love is strong, is compelling. And that was already the prodigal son left home. When he was in trouble, he remembered that in my father's house, ah, there are many mansions. In my father's house, oh, there's so much food. The love of my father brought him back. It was a compelling force. The love of God is a compelling force. The Bible says this love is just like death. Death is a force. When death comes, many people cannot resist death. And mind you, we have the power in Christ Jesus to resist death. Untimely death will not be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. Death is a spirit. And we can say death no more. We can arrest the spirit of untimely death. But many times when death comes, people cannot resist. That's the God kind of love. Songs of Solomon say the love of God is as strong as death. It's compelling. When God loves you, somehow, by his grace, he will get you. It's my prayer, anyone who is running away from God, God will get you in Jesus' mighty name. It's my prayer you know the love of Jesus like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. So this love is compelling. The prodigal son came back because the love of God brought him back. I remember many years back, we were in this crusade. One of my friends went along with me, and he was a bad boy. And it was such a very powerful crusade. The ministration was so powerful. And when the man of God was calling for altar call, asking people to come give their life to Christ, my friend couldn't stay. He didn't want to give his life to Christ. But because of the altar call, it was compelling. He couldn't sit down there. He didn't want to obey the altar call. He walked out of the big crusade ground. But thank God today now is a minister. Many years back, that love caught up with him. Is my prayer God's love will catch up with all of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Is a compelling force. And you will know that love in the mighty name of Jesus. Which is why Paul said, What shall separate us from the love of Christ? She shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril. Saying all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He says, love makes us an overcomer. It makes a conqueror out of us. He says, I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. When you know the love of God, the pull of other things, they don't have effect over you anymore. When you truly know the love of God, the pull of the world becomes nothing. The pull of other things, the loss of other things become nothing because there's a greater love, there's a greater power at work in your life. Many times we don't live the Christian life because we don't know the pleasure of the Christian life. We haven't gotten to that point that truly God is satisfying us. And that's just the truth. When the love of God is in place, it takes away the love of other things. So if you love me, then you obey me. It's a compelling force. That love will catch up with you it will catch up with your family members in the mighty name of Jesus. The love of God is also tender. It's a gentle kind of love. It forbears with us. The Bible says it knows our frame. It doesn't deal with us according to our sins. It doesn't punish us according to our iniquities. It doesn't give us a due recompense for our sins. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. He knows our frame. He remembers we are dust. A bruised reed, it will not break. A smoking flax, it will not quench because it's a gentle God. This love is tender. A light already going out. It will not put it out altogether. It will tend it. The love of God is tender. God tends. When the love is going out, it will try to tend it, try to protect it so that it will generate more energy. 
A bruised reed it will not break. God knows your frame. That's why he's gentle with you. That's why you don't get the due recompense for your sins. That's why you haven't known judgment yet. Because he's hoping that somehow you will grow up and you will repent. It's tender. God tends. When you're already broken, it doesn't break you altogether. When he broke Jacob, he didn't break him altogether. When you fall on the rock, you will break. But when the rock falls on you, it will shatter you. But God doesn't totally shatter. If you're his own, if you're not his own, we don't want to see the other side of God in Jesus' mighty name. But his love is tender. His love is tender. His love is also fear expelling. The Bible says there's no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. First John chapter 4 and verse 18 said those who fear has not been made perfect in love. There's no fear in the God kind of love. People fear judgment. There's a fear of judgment that at some point in time, judgment will come. But when you are truly steeped in the love of God, when you are truly established in the love of God, you don't fear judgment. When you see how fears in your life as a Christian, it means that love is not perfected yet. When you see how fear in your life as a Christian, it means the love of God is not yet perfected. The Bible says there's no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Because fear involves the expectation of divine judgment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love. He has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. So God's love expects fear. The only person to fear is God. When you truly fear God, there's no other thing to fear anymore. The only personality to fear, when the fear of God is really in you, there's nothing else to fear. If you are still fearing, it's because you don't fully understand the love of God. You don't fully fear God. The fear of God drives out the fear of other things. Some people fear mountains. Some people fear cockroaches. The fear of God will drive out the fear of roaches. It will drive out the fear of flying. It will drive out the fear of driving. It will drive out the fear of getting married. Some people are afraid of getting married because they have seen bad marriages. So the fear of God will drive out all other fears in your life. It will drive out the fear of calculus. Drive out the fear of algebra. It will drive out every kind of fear in the mighty name of Jesus. This love is also wholesome. It's fulfilling, satisfying. Nothing can satisfy you, brethren. Maybe somebody has broken your heart. You have given your heart to the wrong person. That's why he broke it. But this is one love, this is one person that can never break your heart. You know how people break hearts? But this God cannot break your heart. Your heart is secure. It's secure in Jesus. It's not just that it's secure, it's satisfying. God will take us there. A love relationship with Jesus. So this love is awesome. The only thing that can make you old is the love of God. There's this song we used to sing years back. Very good song. So let the Son of God enfold you with his spirit and his love. Let him fill your heart and satisfy your soul. Let him have the things that hold you. Give it all to Jesus. His spirit like a dove will descend upon your life and make you whole. You see, many of us are looking for wholeness. Many of us don't even know. We just realize there's a hollow. There's a yearning. There's something missing. The missing thing is Jesus, is the love of God. And you know, things don't satisfy. Nothing truly satisfies. You want to build a house after building it, one next. You want to marry, ah, as good as marriage is. It cannot totally fulfill you as this. People are looking for highs. This eye will drive out all the other highs. It's my prayer that spirit will enfold you. 
everything holding you, they will lose their grip. And God will fill your heart with love. He will fill you with understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. This love is total. It's total. It can reach every area of your life. This love is also restraining. Because we love him, we don't want to offend him. For the love of Christ compels us because we judged us that if one died for all, they all died. And he died for all that those who live should live longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So God died for us. He now wants us to live our life to please him because this love is restraining. We don't go berserk because we don't want to offend God. When somebody breaks your heart, it breaks your heart into pieces. You can imagine how painful it can be. It could be very painful. I pray you will stop breaking God's heart. Bible says some of us, we grieve the Spirit. You break his heart. This love restrains us. We don't want to offend him. We ask him for grace daily. We don't want to make him sad. We don't want to limit his operation in our life. So we restrain ourselves just to please him. The love compels us. It controls us because we love him back. He loved us, and that's why we love him back. This love is controlling. If you love him, you will keep his commandments. His commandments are not burdensome. Amen? This love can also be tough. Tough love. Where you see children who are not doing well in life, where you check their background, they were not disciplined. Where you see undisciplined children, yes, we can talk so much about it. Oh, it's environment, is this, is that. Some children will go their way. But many times, when somebody is well brought up, they go the way they should go. So this love is tough because God has to discipline. If God doesn't discipline you, maybe you are not his own. But everyone that God calls, he will discipline. The only way we can mature and become the person God wants us to become is when we embrace discipline. The Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it out from him. You know, when God made a promise to David, he said, look, I will love your children, I will love your offspring. So if they disobey me, I will not take my mercy from them like I did from your predecessor. So I will spank them, but I will never take my love away from them. Psalm 89. I mean, it's amazing. God said, look, yes, because of my love for you, David, I will make sure your children make it. Even when they go bazak, I will pull their hairs, but I will never take my mercy from them like I took it from your predecessor. And when God pulls your hair, it's not fun. Bible says, if you don't judge yourself, God will judge you because he doesn't want you to be destroyed with the world. Jacob was a strong person. And one day he was wrestling with God. God cornered him. What he was afraid of was not staring him in the face. His brother was coming to deal with him. So he was actually afraid. And he went to prayers. For many days he was praying. And in the process, God broke him. He broke his hip bone. And the guy started walking with a limp. God broke him. Some of us need to be broken. I would rather be broken by God than broken by the world. So when you fall on him, it will break you. But when his judgment comes and falls on people, it shatters them. We will not see the other side of God. I will not see the other side of God in Jesus' mighty name. So this love is tough love. Because when you truly love somebody, you correct them. Children rotting when there's no discipline and correction. But God corrects us for our benefit that we may partake in his holiness. Children grow up to be responsible when they are often corrected and disciplined. Is my prayer you also know the discipline of the Almighty God in the mighty name of Jesus? His love is also tough. It can come with a tough love because he wants to raise disciplined children. He loves you the way you are, but he loves you too much 
to allow you to remain the way you are. Is my prayer we will stop taking God's love for granted in the mighty name of Jesus. Is my prayer Jesus will take us to that place of real pleasure in the mighty name of Jesus. Is my prayer all those things that are holding us, holding us tenaciously, they will give up on us in the mighty name of Jesus. Is my prayer you will know the comfort of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Is my prayer God will bring you to a point that nothing else will matter. Amen. Nothing else will matter. That you will give it all up. The Bible says there was this man who found a treasure. And because the treasure was really treasure, he went to sell everything he had just to purchase the land that was holding the treasure. He gave it all up. When you see people give it all up, it's because they have known the love of the Father. Some of us, we need to know the love of the Father for you to give it all up. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters but the love of Jesus. We don't owe this world. Our citizenship is in heaven. And that's where our Savior is coming from. Is my prayer God will help you in the mighty name of Jesus. As you live your life, you will live it as a Christian. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will know the love of God. And you stop taking his love for granted. In the mighty name of Jesus. And God will heal our relationship. In the mighty name of Jesus. So the love of God is constant. is unfailing. That love is compelling. That love is tender. That love is fear-expelling. That love is wholesome. And the love of God is total. The love restrains. And the love is also tough. And of course, the Bible says, because he loved us, that's why we love him back in return. The Bible also says we should love one another. If you say you love God and you hate your brother, say you're a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother also. So if you say you love God and you hate your brother, the guess is as good as mine. It's my prayer God will touch our hearts. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. It will touch our hearts. It will work on our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.